Alright everybody, welcome back to another video here on Financial Friends. We are going to be diving into the world of FTX, headcount and cost reduction, and of course, earnings season. So strap in for another episode of This Week in Finance. We're going to go ahead and get right into things after, of course, I mention that if you're not already, hit subscribe, hit the like button, and join the Financial Friends community. It's a community of people who love business, finance, and investing. I post a bunch of content. You all react to it. So make sure to leave your comments down below. Let's discuss This Week in Finance. We're going to start right at the beginning with the headcount and cost reduction story. There's a lot going on here. Of course, we all see the news. People are getting laid off. Companies are reducing their costs. And this came across my notification center on my phone, and I knew I had to talk about it, and I did read it at work. Uh, it was a pretty interesting article to read while at work, while hearing other people tell people that they should let people go from their work. Let's dive into that. So TCI, a hedge fund, did send a letter to Sundar, who is the CEO of Alphabet. They directed it to him and they said, look, we've been a big shareholder of Alphabet since 2017. We have shares valued at $6 billion and we're writing this to tell you, you spend too much money. They went over a myriad of different things, including how headcount is too high. You could see the number of full-time employees growing at a 20% compounded annual growth rate versus the 14% that they were growing at previously. Their stating compensation is too high, comparing Alphabet's $295,000 median compensation. Um, the top 20 median is $117,000. Microsoft's is $176,000. That's a 67% increase if you were to move your position on average from Microsoft to Alphabet. So they said, look, we get it. You have great people. You need to take that down a little bit. They want an earnings before interest and tax margin target. So they floated between 32 to 39%. They believe they should be at at least 40% or more. They want them to reduce their losses and other bets. This is really similar to kind of what Meta is doing, exploring with the metaverse. Alphabet takes a large portion of money, allocate it to their other bets, and they explore all of these different things. In particular, self-driving vehicles have been a big one for them. Waymo is the company. Waymo is beginning to roll out fully automated taxicab systems in different cities, but this uh, hedge fund just thinks probably shouldn't be doing that. You're losing a lot of money. Other companies are backing out. This isn't going to be a profitable venture long-term. And lastly, like every hedge fund, they want them to take some share buybacks and jack them up. They want them to take more stock off of the market using their cash, buying the shares back off the market, stating Apple's or Apple alphabet pardons share prices down 34% year to date. And that should be a bigger focus for them. So this plays right into the story that I was listening to on the All In podcast when Shamath was speaking about how profit in the near term is much more valuable than future growth. At this point, with the things the way they are, with the macro environment heading to the direction that it is, we want to see you be profitable now. Your dollar now is worth more than the dollar in three years. And that speaks to what's going on in terms of cost reduction across the whole entire market, specifically in tech. Amazon will be releasing 10,000 employees starting this week. CEO just came out today, Andrew uh, Andy Jassy, and said, look, that's probably going to continue to happen over the course of the year. 
And you can also see all of the other tech layoffs that have happened. Again, we mentioned Meta. Uh, we have Twitter obviously laying off half their staff. Lyft cutting 700 jobs. Stripe reducing by 1,100 jobs. Coinbase 1,100 jobs. Shopify 1,000 jobs. Netflix 450. Microsoft around 1,000, apparently a little bit less. Snapchat more than 1,000. You can see where this is going. I could scroll all the way down, but this article will be linked below. Nonetheless, Companies are taking their existing headcount, they are reducing it so they don't spend as much money so they can hopefully continue to keep profits up. Because of course, profit now is going to be more valuable than growth in the future. Next, the saga continues. The man himself, Sam Bankman-Fried, I will refer to him as SBF, is under fire. Everything that he touches has then turned to fire, and we will discuss that as well. There was, of course, a text conversation released on Vox. I'm sure if you're in the finance space, you have definitely heard of this, where Sam Bankman-Fried basically says, look, all of this talk that I had around regulation, why I think that it's good, why I think it can benefit the space, was fake. It was for PR. I don't actually believe it. And in reality, I think that we shouldn't have regulation and that regulators will mess everything up. The crucial component of what everybody is currently trying to figure out. Did Sam Bankman-Fried know exactly what was going on? Did he do this on purpose in an attempt to deceive everybody? to take their money, to run away with their money. And a lot of people are assuming, yeah, he did do this on purpose and he is trying to take people's money. I think that this just further props up the fact that he was a compulsive liar, that he didn't in fact believe in what he was doing in this altruism and instead he was in it for some other game. And I'm gonna have to pull it up, but we will dive into what exactly some of those games were because their bankruptcy filing was released today and boy, it is very interesting. Now, moving forward to how everything he touches turns to fire, Genesis Crypto Lending Unit is currently under fire. Basically, they're going bankrupt too. If you have ever used Gemini or the platform Gemini, you can take your cryptocurrency, you can essentially stake it or earn with it. The product's called Gemini Earn, and you're able to gain some interest. Essentially, you give your money to Gemini, Gemini gives your money to Genesis, or your crypto, I should say. Genesis then lends it out to a fund. The fund borrows from Genesis at whatever the amount is, plus about 2%, and Genesis gives Gemini 1% and you the other percentage. This is how you earn interest. Now, if Genesis goes under, any money that you had risked with them is now gone. And I personally had around $500 worth of Bitcoin in Gemini Earn, and it currently, for the time being, is gone. And I don't have access to it. I was considering myself lucky, as I was with BlockFi previously, earning interest on my crypto. Uh, that doesn't look like it would have been any good either, as they prepare for bankruptcy. Again, this is because of this contagion that people are speaking of where Sam Makeman Fried and FTX decided to bail out all these other crypto companies, what we think was in an attempt to keep the industry propped up so he could continue to function FTX in an environment that was beneficial for himself. He goes and bails all these other people out. 
he himself fails, that means all the people he bailed out are going to fail as well, that being BlockFi and Genesis just being exposed to the crypto unit in general could also be at that same risk. Now, in terms of this insane bankruptcy filing, let me go ahead and dive into that because boy, it was bad. At Gergavin on Twitter did go ahead and break things down. I'm just going to read these. You can dive into his tweets. You can dive into the Vox interview and all these things. I don't want to keep you too long, but I want to give you the important and pertinent information. Here are the points sorted or cited, I should say, from the actual bankruptcy filing itself and outlined in red by at Gergavin on Instagram. Again, shout out to him. And just listen to these. FTX lent Sam Bankman over $1 billion for personal use. FTX used customer funds to buy houses for employees. FTX didn't even have a list of employees and what those employees actually did. FTX had no record of digital assets. Alameda Research was also 90% owned by Sam Bankman-Fried, was exempt from any margin call from FTX. So FTX would lend Alameda funds, Alameda would risk those funds in an attempt to generate more cash and bring that back. They did not ever have to be margin called, meaning all of the assets that they were using as collateral get sold and FTX gets their money back because the value of their collateral was decreasing so crazy. Never had to do that. Never, no margin call. What? What is going on? FTX built a software to hide the misuse of customer funds. FTX had $400 million in unauthorized transfers the day that they filed for bankruptcy. FTX had billions of investments other than cryptocurrency with no record of it whatsoever. And lastly, Sam Bankman-Fried made all business decision on applications that auto-deleted everything once it was over and said with, like an Instagram auto excuse me, auto vanish or whatever that feature is. And he told all employees to do the same thing. What in the world was going on in this company? All of these things were uncovered when the new CEO stepped in. The CEO previously did the same exact thing. They took a company which was riddled with fraud, Enron, and sorted through everything in their bankruptcy filing. He states he has never seen anything like this before. This is what was going on inside of FTX. I don't have words for it, quite frankly. I, I don't, I don't know. We're going to talk about this for weeks on end, so I'm sure there'll be another conversation about this. So I'm going to leave it at that for this week, but please comment your thoughts down below. I'm super eager to know. And lastly, we had pretty good earnings actually from the retail sector other than Target. We'll dive into that. Target reported earnings, a, a beat on the top line, massive miss on the bottom line. Lowe's beat on top and bottom line, Walmart beat on top and bottom line, Home Depot beat on top and bottom line. Overall, U.S. retail sales in the month of October rose 1.3%. That actually probably, more than likely, being propped up by household debt soaring. Absolutely soaring. Total debt jumped by $351 billion from July to September. That's the largest quarterly increase since 2007 and brings us to a record $16.5 trillion in U.S. household debt, an increase of 2.2% from the previous three months and an 8.3% increase from this time last year. So now you want to know why Walmart, Home Depot, 
Target, and Lowe's could generate so much in sales. And I say all of them because, again, Target did beat on the top line. They brought in $26.52 billion versus the $26.38 billion expected. So if you're curious why that bottom line, the earnings, looks so poor, profits falling 50% year over year, it's because of the excess inventory. They had this excess inventory problem. It started with them. We heard about it a little bit from Walmart, but it was more prevalent with Target, and it has obviously persisted. The reason it's persisted in such a sticky manner is if you think of the type of business that Walmart operates. In fact, around 50% of what Walmart does, or sales-wise, I believe it was 50 or 70%. I saw it today. Please don't quote on that number, but they do a lot of grocery sales. Walmart is a massive grocery business through and through. Of course, they sell a ton of other things. Really, everything you could think of is sold at Walmart, but they do a lot of grocery. Target, on the other hand, is about 20% grocery. And what Walmart cites was people are buying less expensive items as, quote, pocketbooks are stretched. We've been using that term here on the channel a lot recently. It means people are going to buy what they need, not what they want. And they need groceries. They need food. They need household staples and toilet paper. And while Target offers all of that, it isn't its main selling feature. You can buy patio furniture, candles, t-shirts, clothing. Same thing that you can buy at Walmart, except at Target, it's just not quite as prevalent. In the grocery section, I'm referring to not quite as prevalent. And so for that reason, Target is holding on to a lot of high margin items like headphones and patio furniture and summer fun activity things, at least over the summer, and winter clothing and different things like that now. And they're not holding on to all of the other things like, you know, bread. And when they sell bread, it's not that high margin where they can create a bunch of profit on it. Instead, it's a, you know, low or a, a low or high margin product pardon, like a patio furniture, like a iPhone, like a headset that's sitting on the shelf and instead having to be severely marked down and then sold at much less of a profit, a loss, something like that. And that's why you see $2.13 of earnings expected and just a mere $1.54 actually provided on that earnings statement because they have to mark down products to get rid of it, to make room for new products, for seasonal products, for Black Friday, for holiday shopping, and for grocery, which they need to sell, but they don't sell too much of. So we're seeing retail sales rise. We're seeing Target not be able to capitalize on that, but we're seeing household debt continue to prop up that spending. So when does the cookie fall and crumple? I don't know. I don't actually know if it does. I'm not sure if it ever will. Uh, we are in the United States of America. We're a 70% consumer-driven economy. We will never stop consuming. We might not stop, or we might not consume as much, but we'll never actually stop. So Thank you so much for tuning in to This Week in Finance. I hope you're able to learn something new. As I mentioned in the beginning of the video, comment down below anything and everything about what you thought about This Week in Finance. If there's a story I didn't bring up, put it in the comments. We'll start a thread. We'll discuss it. We'll talk about it. Financial Friends is a community. Make sure you use that feature while use that comment section. Hit that like button, and I will see you all in the next one. Take care.